Hey, welcome to Church on the Lawn. What a wonderful day it's going to have. We're going to have a great message today. I'm going to do another so song for you. This is a great song called Jesus Messiah. We learned this a couple weeks ago. And what a great words that are in this song. Just pay attention to the words and listen to it. He became sin knows no sin might become his righteousness he humbled himself he carried the cross his love was amazing his love so amazing he's our Jesus Messiah Call him Emmanuel. Oh, he's a rescue for sinners and a ransom from heaven. Jesus, Messiah, Lord of all. Well, you see. His body and bread, His blood and wine, broken and poured out for all of our love. The whole world trembled, His veil it was torn. You see, His love was amazing, His love so amazing. Here we go. Jesus Blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, rescue for sinners, and ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah. lot and at home I can't see you but I know you're there uh, so yeah just just to make an announcement real first of all church on the lawn is continuing
because we're outside, the governor's order does not uh, affect us because we are meeting outside. So thankfully, we don't have anything to change. We're safe here. We're one of the safest churches here in our local community, so we're really excited about that. And we're still able to bring the gospel to you without spreading the germs. Uh, so it's all good to see you. Uh, just as a reminder, some of the guidelines, the top five guidelines are bring your face mask, chair, and umbrella to service on the lawn, to church on the lawn. There's no direct contact, no elbow bumps, no hugs, no kisses, um, no handshakes. I'm sorry. I know you all love each other, but we want to stay safe. we got to stay six to ten feet of distance um, from each other. Uh, and I will note that applies on the lawn, uh, applies in the parking lot, that applies in the breezeway, that applies in the front of the church, anywhere on church property, just as a reminder. You guys have done really good. We're so proud of you all. Uh, just You guys have been really conscientious. We're just um, giving all this as a reminder, uh, just so that we're not, we don't let our guard down. Um, then also, you know, the bathrooms are on emergency use only. So don't drink water, don't bring water unless, uh, or, you know, don't try not to drink water ahead of service so you don't have to use the restroom while you're here. Um, also, we really want to be respectful of people in the parking lot who've parked because they may have people at home who are, are at risk or, you know, have underlying conditions. So just make sure you give them more than six to eight feet of distance, like more than 10 feet. Stay away. And then before you approach their vehicle, ask permission from them. Say, hey, I want to talk to you. Can I get, you know, within eight to 10 feet? And if they say, okay, then you can, you can get closer. But just be really, really respectful because we want people to have the opportunity to go to church. And if they have people with underlying conditions, we want them to be safe. Um, lastly, we want you to enter here on the breezeway and then exit around the flags over by the basketball court. So that way we're not running into each other. Uh, and let's try not to hang out in the breezeway while people are entering because uh, we just, you know, that's a smaller space. Um, and then also these lines, we have these lines on the grass for a reason. If someone's seated in the lines, uh, you know, don't, don't walk into the box because that gives them, it's like a mental guide to give them their space. So we've done all this and I just wanted to kind of clarify it all because I don't know if we spelled it out for everybody, but really you've done an amazing job. We're so, we are so happy with how everything's going. We're staying safe, um, but we just wanted to clarify those things and, and give you a reminder. Um, number three, we had an amazing kids digital experience this week. It was awesome. If you haven't checked it out, honestly, even if you're not a kid, my parents and I watched it every night. We loved it. We put it on our television on YouTube and watched the main sessions every night. There was a petting zoo. There was a, a, a puppet show that my dad loved. And there was worshipers. And they did, like, dance. They did all kinds of things. And it was like every five minutes it was a new thing. And they had lyric videos and cartoons with music. It was amazing. Um, so definitely, if you want to check it out, you can just search on YouTube Foursquare Next Gen, N-E-X-T-G-E-N. It was amazing. I can't say how great it was. And also the breakout sessions, a bunch of them are being posted. They were recorded and are being posted on um, YouTube. I watched Experimenting with Science and they shot off a rocket. It was amazing. And then I did Ninja Boot Camp. And after the first set of exercises, I said, this is too hard. <laughs> and I went over to the freezer and I got some ice cream and I watched the rest of it. <laughs> And now this morning, every part of my body hurts. Uh, so, And I'm not getting old. It's just muscles I hadn't exercised before. Uh, so definitely check out Kids Digital Experience. And then this week is amazing because the youth get their chance for the youth digital experience. So many of them have already gotten a box in the mail. Have you guys gotten this box in the mail? Yeah, Maggie's grandkids have gotten this box in the mail. Um, and just to let you know, this camp, this uh, virtual experience is on We Are Foursquare and everything about Foursquare. And there's different symbols. We've got the crown, we've got the dove, we've got the, the cup, we've got the uh, cross. Um, and, all these, and all these things represent a different belief of Foursquare. Jesus Christ is Savior, is the cross. Uh, the, 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 the dove is Jesus Christ is baptizer. The cup is Jesus Christ is healer. 
and the crown is Jesus Christ as soon coming king. So parents, there's a book in that box called Squad, and it goes through what we believe as Foursquare, all those four symbols. So definitely make sure you talk to your kids, your youth, about um, those four things. So that way they know what we believe as a denomination and as believers. So that way when they run into an idea that is contrary to um, those beliefs, they'll, it'll automatically shout in their mind, danger, Will Robinson, danger. Um, so this also has the schedule coming up. So just like the, uh, just like the kids' digital experience, the youth digital experience, you can uh, watch it on YouTube if you search Foursquare Next Gen. And then also there will be an email coming out on Tuesday, I believe, that will have a link to the breakouts, and those are on Zoom. But everything um, is, is going to be recorded and will be uploaded later if you miss it. Also, um, the times are, uh, the main sessions are at 3.30 and 6 Thursday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then the breakouts are at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. Um, also, I wanted to let the kids know there's a special family worship night today at 3.30 on YouTube, on the Foursquare Next Gen YouTube channel. So definitely tune in for that. And then there's response cards. So if you could respond, I texted those out to the parents. Respond and to some of the teachers. Respond if you uh, really liked it or you just want to give feedback to Foursquare. Please respond. They really appreciate it. But I think they did an amazing job considering they had two months to plan everything. And somebody mentioned it was much better than The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, also, I wanted to let you know we have Bible study and prayer. Prayer on Tuesday night at 7 and Bible study um, on Wednesday night at 7. If you could join at 6.50 on Zoom, that would help Pastor Charlie out a lot. We've had an amazing number of prayer uh, requests that have been answered by God affirmatively, positively. We had someone come out of alcoholism. We had two people come off of a COVID-19 respirator, not in our church, but people that, we, that people in our church know that they didn't have contact with. We've had someone been able to sell their house in a day. We've had someone overcome an aneurysm and go back to work in two and a half months. We've had someone get a new apartment with a lower price. We've had someone get a recovery of their knee. I mean, we've had so many different answers to prayer. I know we prayed for my dad for his cancer uh, in, in, um, in prayer, and he just last month had another positive report, no treatment needed. So it's amazing the prayers that we've had answered in our church. So definitely tune in for prayer because it's really powerful when we all get together and pray for our prayer requests. Um, also, I wanted to let you know that... Uh, Grad Sunday is July 26th. That's next Sunday at 10.30. We're going to be celebrating Soraya and Matthew and their graduation from high school. We have some gifts for them, and my dad is going to interview them here on the lawn, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, also, uh, offering, your tithes and offerings. You have a lot of different options. When you come to church, you can put it in the red box here on the front table on the breezeway if you make it out ahead of time. We can't give out pens. I'm sorry, so bring a pen if you want to write it down, but there are some envelopes you can take that are kind of spread out on the table. You can uh, mail a check to uh, 380 East Covina Boulevard in Covina, California, 91722. You can also give online. It's newheartforyou.com slash give dash online. It should be underneath me on the broadcast. If, um, you can't, if you can't see it, it should be there. Uh, so you can always give online. Lastly, uh, I just wanted to say that the kids, the elementary, Margaret is going to be teaching at 1230 on Facebook today, the toddler and uh, elementary broadcast, Super Kids Academy. It's on X marks the spot. We are doing treasure hunting, okay? It's all on treasure. That's the theme for this new unit. Also, Sully at 1230 is going to be talking about put the rumor to rest on Instagram. And I just want to encourage the parents. I know a lot of you want your youth and your kids to kind of be together as a family and watch the 
the the bigger broadcast the service and that's great but it's really important that they're also watching the youth and young adult and toddler and elementary broadcast because that's where they're getting the information that's directly relevant to them from scripture that way you know if their friend says something they're like oh well sully said x so i know what my friend's saying is not true so just be aware of that it's really important that they get you know, age-specific information from Scripture about the different challenges that they're facing every day with their friends, because even though they're not going to school, they're still texting with their friends, they're still on social media, and, um, you know, school's going to be starting up virtually pretty soon, and they're going to be getting stuff from their teachers as well that isn't necessarily consistent with God's Word. So, um, I think that's all the announcements that I have. Sorry it was a little long today. Uh, we're going to have Margaret come up and give the children's sermon. So if you could welcome Margaret, uh, that would be really great. Thank you so much. Newhart family and friends, I'm glad that many of you have had fun in the last few days on the kids' digital experience on Zoom, YouTube, or Facebook. I had fun, too, moving to the music and following the leaders. I enjoyed Dan the Puppet Man also. So today, I brought our puppet friend to learn with us. Remember, his name is Ralphie. Hi, Commander Margaret. Hi, Super Kids. I see you over there. <laughs> oh, very good. All right, so I'm sure our Super Kids are happy to see you. Would you like me to help you with your mask? Yeah, that'd be good. All right, here we go. There we go now. <gasps> I can breathe. All right, so. Ralphie, do you see something? Yeah, yeah, I see a big box. What's in that big box? That is a treasure chest. In our Super Kid Academy class today, our memory verse tells us about hidden treasure that God has for us. Oh boy, oh boy, I want to see what's in the treasure. Well, let's see. Ralphie? And Super Kids, because you are here at church or you're tuned in on Facebook, that is evidence that you are seeking to know what is in God's treasure. But before I show you what the gifts are in God's treasure, first, let me tell you who may receive these gifts from God's treasure. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I hope it's me. I hope so, too. Well, Super Kids. Here's the answer. Those children who God loves will be given his gifts. Oh, which children does God love? Let me tell you in a song who Jesus loves and everyone can join in and sing it. All right, sit right there, Ralphie. Some of you know this. Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world. Red, brown, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Ready? Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red, brown, yellow, black, and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. One more time. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red, brown, yellow, black, and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. I like that song. Now, Ralphie. Oh, that was fun. I really like that song. I like that Jesus loves all the children. That makes me happy. Me too. Now, Ralphie. Super kids, hang on. Ralphie, all God's children get to receive gifts from his treasure. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I, I, I want to get a gift from his treasure. That's right, Ralphie. No matter how old you are or how tall you are, no matter what color your hair is or what color your skin is, God's treasures are offered to you because he loves you. Oh, I'm so glad he loves me. Hey, Ralphie and Super Kids, have you ever seen a movie about pirates who are looking for a buried treasure so that they can steal it? Yeah, yeah, and they need to find a map to lead them to the treasure. Well, that's what they do, Super Kids. No one needs to steal God's treasure. God is giving it to you freely because he loves you. And the map to find God's treasure, the map is in God's word. Oh, cool, that's the map. That's right. I have a question. Will God's treasure help me in my life? Yes, Ralphie. God's treasure will help you in your life. Our memory verse says, In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That means he will give you the knowledge and wisdom you need to navigate through your life. And know this, super kids, God's hand is upon you. God's got you in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. Let's sing the song, okay? All right, Ralphie, hold on. He's got the whole world in his hands. 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 Here we go. He's got the whole world in his hands. 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 He's got you and me, brother. He's got you and me, brother. In his hands, he's got you and me, brother. In his hands, he's got you and me, brother. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. Good job, you guys. That was great. Well, super kids, you must tune in each Sunday to learn more about the treasure that God offers you because he loves you. See you at 1225 so that you can say the books of the Bible and sing an extra song or tune in when you can on facebook.com slash newheart for you. Just click on videos on the left. Bye, Super Kids. Good morning. If you're wondering why I have a mask on, it's to remind you when you go to Walmart, grocery store, walking in your neighborhood, whatever you're doing, just wear a mask so we can get through this and get this over with so I can hug you and kiss you again, okay? Amen, okay? So I'm going to take mine off now, but I just put it on just as a reminder. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, we're out here on the lawn, and I'm telling you, if you're close by, come on down, because it is beautiful. we got butterflies flying around, and Japanese. I like Japanese beetles. Some people don't, but I do, okay? Um, they're always in my garden, and they're kind of like, you know, if you look at them real close, they're all iridescent and pretty and everything. Um, but that's just me, okay? Um, but at any rate, it's a blessing to be alive, isn't it? It's a blessing to be able to breathe, okay? So um, we are praying for all of those who um, 
or experiencing um, um, sickness in their family or in their purse, in their, their bodies and whatnot, uh, before we finish up, we are going to be praying for the sick. We're going to be praying for those who are struggling, who are uh, uh, in the midst of this uh, pandemic. Uh, uh, we're going to be praying for those who are uh, facing employment or business challenges. Uh, we're going to be praying for all of the things that uh, are affecting us in the midst of uh, what's going on, what this universe is going through right now. That's what pandemic means. It means everywhere. It's everywhere. And um, But uh, I want to get into the Word, and as we get into the Word, hopefully there will be uh, um, um, some comfort for you uh, in the midst of this time of uh, testing and trials. Um, glory, hallelujah, but you know what? We're going to get through this because we got Jesus on our side. And he said, in this world, we might have tribulation, but be a good cheer because I have overcome the world. And if you are in me, then you are also on overcoming. So stay in the fight. Just stay in the fight. You're an overcomer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we become before your throne of grace, Father, thanking you. We thank you, Lord, that you are in control. No matter what is going on around us, Father, it's not out of your control. It's not out of your hands. It's not something that you can't handle, Father. We are just, we just run to you, Father. We just run to your throne right now, Father thanking you right now for the miracle working power, Lord, that's going to be demonstrated in the midst of all of the attacks, all of the assaults, Father, all that we're going through. And we know, Father, no matter how difficult and troubled the times may be, Father, that it's all working together for the good of them who love you and are called according to your purpose. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, that in the midst of all of what's going on, that you're going to send revival, Father, that you're going to receive send renewal, that you're going to send restoration, Father, in the midst of us, Father. So do your thing, Lord Jesus. Do right on, King Jesus, because we know, Father, that you, that, that, that you see us. You know everything that's going around us, Father, and so many people are going to run to you in the midst of this crisis, Father. So let us be an open door, Father. Let us be there, Lord, to receive them into your kingdom, some of them to receive back into your kingdom father so we thank you lord for those who are gathered on the lawns here today of this church father sitting on the parking lot in their car because they are hungry for you father they need lord a word from you father they need father a miracle from you father and i count myself among them father so we bless you in jesus name hallelujah can i get an amen Thank you, Jesus. Uh, would you please, if you have your Bibles and if you're at home or if you're uh, listening or at church on the lawn or, or, or in your car, if you have your Bibles, please turn to the fourth chapter of Philippians. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're talking about from stress to rest, okay? Because this is a stressful time, but it doesn't have to be for the people of God because he says, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Hey, Mr. Beetle, how are you? <laughs> He's just coming over here greeting me. <laughs> you know, some people might go just start screaming and running away, but uh, I made friends with the Beatles. So uh, I guess for a time such as this, <laughs> The fourth chapter of Philippians. Hallelujah. Um, uh, let me tell you something about the church of Philippi. The church of Philippi was uh, uh, founded by the Apostle Paul, and it's a very interesting church. He was the first European church. Uh, it is a Greek church. Uh, it has all kind of unique things about it. Uh, first of all, uh, it, it is uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul, has moved into the European region of Greece to spread the gospel. It, it is a church that was founded uh, uh, with a group of women. A woman named Lydia was sitting by uh, uh, a riverside uh, with the women that worked with her, and Paul saw them, and so he preached to a group of, w group of women. Uh, the first church, Lydia said, well, hey, I got a big house. I got a business. I, I, you know, I'm not doing, come on and ha have church in my house. So the first church was established uh, in the house of a woman. Now, uh, it does not mean, you know, as the church began to develop, of course, 
uh, all the foundations were put in order, but uh, it appears in the fourth chapter of the book of Philippians that there were women, uh, Udia and Sinhachi, that were uh, leaders in this church that had been established in Philippi. But I want to start at verse 1, uh, uh, at verse 1, chapter 4 in the book of Philippians, uh, because we're talking about moving from stress to rest. Okay, how many of you just need some internal rest? Anybody, you know, in need of just some peace, something to just settle you and, t and, and alleviate you from your frustrations and confusion about what's going on? Uh, can I raise my hand if nobody else will? <laughs> okay, all right. So it says, this it is therefore my brethren and whom I love and long for, uh, my crown, that uh, that is how you should stand firm. I want to talk to you about how you should st stand firm in the Lord. He's telling them, he says, you are my beloved, my crown. Philippians is one of the Apostle Paul's favorite churches, Brother Charlie. He loved the Philippians. I mean, the Corinthians were getting on his nerves, okay? Every time he wrote a letter to the Corinthians, he said, what are you guys up to now? You know what I mean? You're sleeping around. You're doing this. You're doing what is up with you Corinthians, okay? But Philipp the Philippians, the church of Philippi, this was his favorite. They, these were givers. They were people who uh, loved order. And now a fight has broken out in this church. And the fight is so bad that Paul, the apostle Paul, who is now in prison. They don't know whether he was in prison in Ephesus or in Rome, but he is incarcerated, okay? He has broken the law in a good way. He has broken the law for the sake of the gospel. He's incarcerated, and this fight breaks out in the church of Philippi, and it's so bad that someone writes to Paul in prison. Now, you know, things get bad when you're in one town and you're in another place, and you're behind, and they still get the word to you, hey, boy, this is not going well in this situation. So Paul gets the news, and I'm sure, uh, uh, um, Pastor Chuck, I'm sure that it had to be really bad for them to say, okay, we are not able to settle this. We got to go to the bishop, okay? We have to talk to the apostle. Maybe he can talk some sense into these people, into these women that are at odds with one another. Um, but Paul is just so gracious. He's a, he is such, he is so articulate when it comes to the management of people in the church. I love the way how he rebukes them on one hand and praises them on the next. So this is what he says. He says, uh, I plead with Judea and Sintichi. He says, to agree with one another, agree with each other in the Lord. He says, be in agreement, be, be submitted to one another. He says, I'm pleading with you. He's not asking them. It says he is pleading with them. It means, you know, that, you know what that means when somebody pleads with you, like, please, please. Any of y'all remember James Brown? Please, please, please. <laughs> I'm just, just having fun with you, okay? <laughs> but he is pleading with them. He is pleading with them. Look, get along. Please try to get along, okay? Uh, uh, you two women who are leaders in the church. Now, one minute, one minute he says, he says, uh, I plead with Sintichi, with Eudia uh, and Sintichi to agree with one another uh, in the Lord. That's kind of like a rebuke. Yes. And I ask you, loyal yoke fellow, he is talking to a particular person, probably the person that wrote in the letter and said these ladies were not getting along and that there was trouble in the church. He said, I'm asking you to help these women who have contended at my side uh, in the cause of the gospel along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers. He says, first of all, he rebukes him, but then he reminds the church, these are the women that stood with me in the gospel. These are the women who work by my side. So he's, he's, he's critical of them in one minute, but then he's affirming them in another. He says, I, I don't understand how these women who worked alongside of me, who were my co-laborers in the gospel, who did so much to build the church at Philippi, and now, you know, they're in this fight. Well, see, let me, let me just say this. When you have some sort of internal challenge or internal struggle, it will eventually affect you externally. If, you, if things are not going well in your private life, somehow, if you're not careful, it can affect your public life. 
And so oh, oh, this church it has been under persecution. Uh, uh, Paul, remember, at one point was arrested in Philippi because he uh, uh, rebuked a, a soothsayer, a girl that was following him around who was full of demons. He cast that demon out, and they put Charles, uh, uh, Phil, uh, 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 Paul in church in Philippi. Okay, so they've had their battles in this church. But the thing is, when we come into a public situation, when we come into the workplace, when we're dealing with other people, we can be the best people in the world until the pandemic hits. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm just telling you the truth. When your money gets cut off, hey, you don't know how you're going to make it. You've been stuck in the house, you know, for weeks at a time. <laughs> I, okay, I'm just going to confess. I'm going to confess. I'm going to, this is my confession. I need to get this out. I've been in the house for weeks. Um, we were having trouble in our family. We lost a loved one to a senseless murder. And uh, um, my sister was devastated um, by what happened. I came home. I was upset. We had to go to a kind of like a funeral. It was very small. We had to travel on an airplane. We came back, so we had to shelter in place, you know, for 14 days, you know, after we got back. And so I'm like, I'm not a happy camper, okay? So Charles and I have a conversation, and, and the, thing, the thing about it, we had just finished praying, okay? We're having a conversation about absolutely, about the price of tea in China. I know nothing, okay? And the next thing I know, we are in such a big fight about the price of tea in China. That's how insignificant it was. It was not about anything. And so I just went in the room and slammed the bedroom door, okay? Oh, that man, oh. Uh, you know, I'm really upset, you know. And then I asked the Lord, I said, what were we fighting about? What was, I said, what was that? One minute we're laughing and talking, we finish our morning devotion, and now we're, we're in a fight? What just happened? And you know what the Lord told me, and I'm going to pass this on to you. He said, remember when you were sitting in the living room last night and you were um, zoning out on television? Remember that show that came on and they started cussing and fussing? And, you know, Charles was on his phone and you were kind of half asleep on the couch. He says, you allowed something in your house, okay? And what you allowed in your house, you didn't realize that you just internalized it. So I'm telling you, while you're on this shutdown, be careful what you allow in your house. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? You have to be careful because what happened, <laughs> I, I'm just going to tell the truth. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to repent. Um, this movie that was on TV, this woman was like really irate and upset about something. And I'm like sitting there, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I understand just how you feel. But what I didn't realize that I was internalizing something, you know, and letting a demon come into my house, giving it permission, giving that, opening the door, an invitation. And the next morning, I know we're, you know, we're at odds with one another. So, of course, immediately, you know, I come out of the bedroom, you know, and we go through our apologies and whatnot. And I'm like, you know, I'm really sorry. And he says, no, 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 I, I should have just let it go. It wasn't about me. So, a few minutes later, we're laughing and talking, okay? But what I'm saying is that in this pandemic, there are two points of views that you can have. You can have a horizontal view of things where you are looking at what's going on around you and becoming disturbed and upset about your job, about wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, about what's going on politically, whether I'm a Republican, Democrat, or uh, uh, independent, a communist, or whatever you, you know, that you come up with. You understand what I'm saying? You can, you can get all caught up in it. You can get caught up in race issues. Oh, no, he's an Hawaiian. No, he's Jewish. You know, no, he's from Alaska. You know, he's from Haiti. I mean, we can get into all of that. That's horizontal stuff. And you can argue and fight until Jesus comes back if you get caught in that zone. 
But what happens is when, when, when things happen that it seems like you are not, don't have any control over, whether you're on the side of the police or, or the Black Lives Matter or the Republican attorney, you know, all these sensitive things that are going on in our culture right now. If you get caught up in them horizontally, but, the, but you know what? You will lose sight of what's going on vertically. Because uh, Jehoshaphat said this, when, when, he, when he looked around and saw that it was nothing he can do about his situation, when the enemy came again, he says, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you, Second Chronicles 20 and 12. He says, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you, which meant that he decided that he was not going to get caught up and what was going on around him, but he was going to focus on vertical. God, what do you have to say about this? What do you have to, what, 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 do, you, what do you say? What does my God say? Now, when you have a vertical view of things, and, and see this Sintichi and, and Judea and the book of Philippi, uh, there were a lot of things going on in the church instead of, and they lost, the, it's very clear that they lost their vertical view. And they start at war with one another, start fussing with one another. And now, now here, wh what happens? This is, this, is what, this is what God wants us to do. This is the role of the believer in the midst of the chaos. One more story, and I will give you those three points. But I was on Facebook, and this person on Facebook said, uh, if you don't like this country, you need to leave. And I'm like, what? I said, is this somebody that claims to be my friend with all this negative rhetoric? So, you know, I punched the button, and it said friends. I said, wait a minute. A friend? What kind of friend? So I looked at the name. I didn't recognize the name. But anyway, I posted her back. And I said, please don't send negative messages. It only causes strife. If you are a Christian, don't send negative messages. It causes strife. She writes back, I'm a Republican, and I can do it. And she's going on, and I know you must be a Democrat. I'm like, what? And this is what I had to do, point one. I had to, as a believer, I had to catch myself. Have you ever found yourself about to say something and you know that it's going to create more and more contention and you have to stop and catch yourself? And, I, and you know, I wanted, when she said that, I wanted to, but I caught myself. And I wrote her back and I said, sister, <coughs> if we have both have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, there's no need for us to fight about anything. If anything, we should be praying together for everything that's going on. And it's she, it stopped her and, and she, she wrote me back and she said, oh, you're so right. She says, I remember when my mom was sick and you came to my house and prayed for my mom. And I'm like, who is this person? And then she had to remind me, and all of a sudden the light, but she said, you mentored me 15 years ago in a Bible study, you know, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then the light bulb came on. I said, oh, yeah, I do remember her. Now, suppose I had gone off. You understand what I'm saying? Gone off horizontally, told her everything I think about her and her, her, her people and her views and all that kind of stuff. What we would solve, I would have killed my testimony of all the, all that I de the deposit that I made in her years before. But I caught myself. And when I caught myself, you know, the Holy Spirit said, zip it. And as my grandmother used to say, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything. So the first thing you want to do, number one, you, you, if you're as a believer in the midst of all of the chaos that's going on in our culture, be a peacemaker. Learn how to catch yourself. When you feel like you want to respond a certain way that you know it may cause contention, okay? We, we don't need, as a body of Christ, if, if the whole world is divided, we should be one. John, pr Jesus prayed in John 17, Father, that they may be one, even as we are one, I and them and they 
maker, for his is the kingdom of God. Number two that you need to do, uh, do what you can to help others. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop whining and, and, and you know, oh, woe is me. And looking at your horizontal situation, oh, I don't have a job. Oh, I don't know who's going to be president. The presidents can't save you. I don't care who they put in. They can put Superman in the White House. You need Jesus. You need vertical help, not horizontal help. Do what you can for others. Okay, another story. I'm just full of stories today. <laughs> so we have a neighbor, a very lovely elderly guy, okay, with a, a wife that's disabled. And we have been friends for at least 15 years. And something came up concerning a parking spot on the street. I kid you not. And now he doesn't speak to us, okay, after 15 years, okay? And of course, you know, my husband and I, we were like, you know, wait a minute, he's our bud, he's our friend, you know, you know, but he's like very elderly. And so some of the other neighbors says, well, you know, he's gotten much older, so it may be, you know, his mind or whatever. But no, he's always been our friend. Well, anyway, when the pandemic hit, because his wife is disabled and because he's much older, my husband and I put together a bag of groceries. We got a roast chicken from the grocery store and, you know, some things that we know this particular person likes, he and his wife. We couldn't take it over there. So we had one of the neighborhood kids <laughs> go to his house and take him his goods. Well, we've been doing that for four months now. And once a week, we go do his grocery shopping and get the kid across the street to take it to his house. But what was so funny, I saw him outside the other day and I said, hi. And he did like this. <laughs> he turned his back. And I thought that, well now, come on now. Now you know that's got to be funny. That is funny. Okay, I said, you know what? And that's how God sees us. You know, he blesses us every day, meets our needs, blesses us, and we pout. We pout. But I'm just saying that during this pandemic, don't get caught up in how people's behavior. People are suffering. People are hurting. It's not about you. Their attitude or their mindset or whatever, that it may not have anything to do with me or Charles, my neighbor. It may be have, to be have to do with what he's going through. So what, I'm supposed to not help him because of his attitude, because of his color, because of his political views? No, 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 no. Believers, number one, be a peacemaker. Number two, do what you can to help others. Because I promise you, if you remember the poor during this time, if you ask, call your cousin, call your mother, call your seniors, call her, what can I do to help you? Somebody who has to go to work and they don't have any childcare. What can I do to help you? Let me tell you something. When you open the door to help someone, the door is open for God to come in and help you. Yeah. That's what I believe. Give and it should be given. Number three, grow your faith. During this time, this is three. Number one, be a peacemaker. Do what you can to help others. Number three, grow your faith. This is the time to get your fertilizer out, get your water hose out, dig around your faith, and make sure it is producing fruit. I'm telling you, increase your prayer life. Increase. You, you know what we do? We go, well, you know what our favorite thing is? In the afternoon, every afternoon, we turn on TBN. We watch all the ministries we want to watch. If we don't see anything on, we go to YouTube and watch ministries. We search the word. We're doing memory work. We're building. We're growing our faith because I'm telling you, what's coming at us now requires that you have strong faith. And you can sit around and whine and cry all you want. And what's going to happen? You're going to go down with the unbelievers. Why? Because you didn't grow your faith. Bible says in Habakkuk, he says, uh, the just shall live by their faith. Their faith. Not my faith. Not their mama's faith. Not their daddy's. The just, he said, hard times are going to come. But the just are going to live by their faith. 
So you got to grow your faith, okay? Come on, repeat back to me. What are we going to do? Be a peacemaker. Help others. Number three, grow your faith. We're going to get through this. Uh, uh, so and the next thing Paul says, and I, 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 okay, th th uh, this obviously is turning into two parts, so I'm going to um, uh, uh, edit it down and just go to verse, um, verse 6 of um, uh, verse 5. No, I'm going to go to go 6, okay? Go 6, uh, which is a very popular one. It says, in the midst of what we're going through, be anxious for nothing. And it's almost like he jumps subjects, okay? But uh, at any rate, he says, be anxious for nothing. I got to do five. Pastor Chuck said I had a little time. I got to do verse five, okay? Let me go back and do verse five. It says this in verse five, chapter four, the book of Philippians, amen? Verse five says this. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. No, no, no. Back up a little bit. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's verse four. And verse five says, and let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. Okay. It says rejoice. Uh, again, I say rejoice and let your gentleness be known to all men. Why? Uh, didn't I just say that at uh, Udia and Sintichi weren't getting along? Didn't I say that there was chaos in the church? And the next verse, Paul says, instead of, you know, saying, he says, get along. But the next verse, Paul says, look, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice and let your gentleness be known to all men. How does that fit? The fit, the fit is this. Second Corinthians. If you just, just keep this in mind when I say uh, catch yourself. 2 Corinthians 3, 2 says, we are living epistles read of all men, okay? Meaning that the only Christ that people may see, the only word of God that people may experience is watching you. So Paul says, while the world is in disarray, while everybody is uh, having nervous breakdowns and uh, going through all kinds of changes, they need to see you rejoicing. Well, how do I rejoice when I'm going through it? Hey, rehearse what God has already done in your life. Go back and think about the times that you know you should have been dead. You know the doctor said you weren't going to make it. Think about the times that you know that you should have lost your house. You should have lost your job. You, your children would never come back uh, to the Lord. Think about all the miracles. He would, and then that's when rejoicing will kick in whether you want to or not. Because the enemy wants you depressed. He wants you upset. And then when you think about all that God has done for you in the past, listen, he's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. He's a light in the darkness. And when every time I try to get depressed and try to get frustrated, God says rejoice. What does he say? He's really saying rehearse. Rehearse my faithfulness. Look at what I've already brought you through. And you're still here. If it was up to the devil, you would have been long gone. You've been out, but you're, uh, you're still here by the grace, the merit, miracle of God. So he says, I want people to see you as they look at your living epistle, the word of God written in flesh across your life. They don't need to see you fighting in the church. They need to see you rejoicing. They need to show you be gentle, be kind, be giving. Catch yourself. Now I want to get to, he says, and be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Now, uh, anxiety, <laughs> that's, listen, anxiety is ho always horizontal, isn't it? It's when you look around this way and get upset. You can go to the movies and get anxious. You know, is he going to catch that woman? Run, run, run. You know, and your heart is beating like, like he's chasing you. You see? So anxiety is easy to come by horizontally, but anxiety is hard to come by vertically. Okay? He says, be anxious for nothing. Well, Paul, how can I do that? Don't you know what I'm going through? I've got family members on ventilators. You know, I lost my job. 
I've got a neighbor, you know, who's holding, we've got picket signs on their front lawn. <laughs> God, what am I going to do? And he says, just don't be anxious, and I'm going to show you how I'm not. He says, but in everything with prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Now, I'm going to give you five levels of prayer, and I promise you, if you go home and practice these levels, your anxiety will leave. We are so anxious. We are so upset about every little thing. I, got a, I have a cure for you. Number two, and write these down because you're going to need these. When the news, when you're watching the news, when you get messages from your family, you know, I'm getting messages from my family. It looks like every time I turn around, somebody in my family is in a crisis, you know, and, it's, and I could be anxious. But here's prayer. First, number one, focus. Number one, write it down. I'm telling you, focus. Struggle to shut out the distractions. And how would I do that? Well, some, have you ever tried to pray and you're so upset you can't even get the words together in your mind? The Bible says focus. Focus. How do I focus? I put on some praise music. Waymaker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. That's what you're. And what happens, it draws me away from the horizontal and into the vertical. So you need to learn how to focus. Start reading the word. My, tr my husband and I, we always start with a, with, a, uh, uh, with a psalm, reading a psalm that we memorize. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Forget not all his benefits. And when I think about his benefits, how he healed my diseases, how he redeemed my life destruction, how he renewed me like an eagle, when I think about that, all of a sudden, my focus will shift from horizontal to vertical. Number two. I want you to rehearse, and we just talked about it. rehearse God's goodness. After you get focused, start rehearsing what he's done for you, how he kept your children, how, you, how he took you through your marriage, how he healed your marriage, how he fed you and took care of your bills even when you didn't have a job. Start rehearsing. And I'm telling you, you're getting closer now. And then I want you, confession is very important. And this is what I confess to the Lord. Confess because all that is not faith is sin. So what does that have to do with confessing? I confess my fears to God. I confess that I'm in doubt. I confess that I'm angry about what's going on. I confess to him that I'm rebellion. I just tried to do this my way and it doesn't work. God, forgive me. You need to confess. And once you confess, start praising him. Give God the glory until you feel his presence. Let me tell you something. Vertically, you can work your way into his presence. So, God, I thank you. God, I praise you. God, I glorify you. God, I magnify you. Uh, Lord, I remember when you healed my baby's leg when they said that she would be in the hospital for a year. But, God, you healed her supernaturally. Yes, you did. And I thank you. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that when we didn't have health insurance, Father, somehow I never got sick the whole time we didn't have health insurance. And then when we got health insurance, I got sick. So I shouldn't have never got it. No. <laughs> but Lord, I just thank you. I just thank you. Just start thanking him. Praise him for all he's done. And finally, after you have focused, after you've rehearsed, after you've confessed, and after you've praised him, begin to listen. And listening is an art. Just practice being still. And it may not work at first. You may feel like you're wasting your time. But do you know that God knows, if when he knows that you are in a waiting room, just to hear, do you know he will show up? He will show up. Sometimes I just have to sit there and flip the pages of the word until I hear him speaking to me in the word. Sometimes I'll just put on some music after I finish praying because I need a word. Anybody in here, you need a word from the Lord. You need some guidance. You need to know what, he, what to do in a situation concerning a family member, concerning your house, concerning your living situation. God, what am I going to do? Learn how to listen. And I'm telling you what listening has to do with. Listening has to do with proximity. If I turn this microphone off right now and begin to speak, most of you would not be able to hear me. But if you get closer, the closer you get, even without the microphone, if you just came right up on me, you would hear me anyway. So most of you, when you say, well, God is not saying thing, you have a proximity problem. You're just not close enough. 
But worship will bring you in closer. Worship will cause you to be so close to God that you hear every word, that you hear the message from heaven, that he will tell you what to do. He will be your practical God. He will be your lawyer. He will speak medical advice. He will give you everything you need. So, Father, right now, we worship you and give thanks. Come on, let's do it together out there at home. Just stop what you're doing right now. Um, put down the, uh, the eggs and bacon, okay? And right now, you know, whatever you're doing and let's just stop and give him glory right now i want to hear from the lord i want a word from the lord god if you don't speak to me what are we going to do if we don't hear from you god we want a vertical experience this morning in the name of jesus lord would you just speak to us lord help us lord if if nothing else lord if you don't give us any direct answer would you just give us the peace of god that passes all understanding God, that's enough. If I just have your peace, I can get through whatever, God. We seek you, God. Speak, Lord Jesus. Speak, Lord Jesus. Now, I want to tell you this final thing. Hallelujah. Some of you, you want God's protection because the doctors can't protect you. The God's doctors can treat you, but they can't protect you from catching a disease. They cannot. Only God can protect you. We have to be around our family. If somebody in our house gets sick, some of us have to go to work, whether we want to go to work or not. We're nurses, doctors, we work in stores, whatever it is. But I'm telling you, you need to be covered with the blood of Jesus. So right now, wherever you are, if you're not sure, if you left this world today, where you would spend eternity, right now, I want you to pray and ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your heart. It's a very simple prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord and Savior of my life. God, forgive me for all of my sins. Forgive me for my rebellion. Forgive me for just turning my back on you, God, even when you were blessing me. Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, that as I receive you as Lord and Savior, that I have entered into eternal life that I am now under your divine blood protection. Father, I thank you, Lord, for covering me in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of all the confusion that's in the earth. Thank you. Thank you, God, that I am saved from all the plots and schemes of the evil one and those things that I have to go through, that you're going to give me the strength of and to endure because now I've invited the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit to live in my heart. And I thank you in Jesus' name. If that's you, I want you to contact um, the church. Let them know. Say, I received Jesus Christ. My son received Jesus Christ. Or my husband or my children. Or our family rededicated our life. And uh, this is what I want you to do. S since you're stuck in a house together, pray together every day. Pray together. You've got to increase your faith. Pray together. Read the word together. Memorize scripture together. And God, because God is with you. He promised he would never leave you and never forsake you. So, hey, we're on the vertical today. How many of you on the vertical? Amen. In Jesus' name. I will see you next time. God bless you. Stay safe in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Terry. What a refreshing word that was. Are you encouraged to go out and now spend time with the Lord and the word that I keep hearing from other ministers is linger. God likes us to linger in his presence so that he would come and manifest himself to us. If you accepted the Lord for the first time or wanted to rededicate, we have a website, newheartforyou.com, and just hit contact, and you can put your information in there. We can call you and encourage you in the Lord. If not, if you just want to call us, it's uh, the phone number is 626-332-1472. You know what's amazing is Terry never ceases to surprise me. How many of you would give groceries to your neighbor who didn't like you for four months every week? Come on. I, I, any, anybody? How about two weeks, three weeks? Four months? And Terry, God is my witness. I would have to restrain myself because if that man turned his back on me, you know what I'd do. I'd grab one of them eggs and I'd give them a sh <laughs> I'd have to catch myself. 
Marianne said, what are you doing with that egg in your hand? Nothing. I'm just, just looking at it, just going to juggle some, some eggs. Praise God. So uh, thank you for coming out. We so appreciate you coming. You know, um, we're being good pastors because the Bible says the shepherd leads us besides green pastures. Amen. We're in the green pasture right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So uh, this is good for us and it's good for those that are watching. So we're going to finish up with the song of the Lord. Praise God. Let me just pray over you while Ron's getting set up. Father, I just thank you for those that are here. Thank you, Lord God, that we are blessed to be a church that is still hearing and receiving the word of God in our lives, that we're doing this because we love you. We need your word. We need your refreshing. So, Father, let this word just settle in our hearts so we'll do those steps so that we may be pleasing in your sight and we give you all the praise and the glory. And all agreed said, Amen. Amen. What a wonderful day we've all had here today. What a great message that was. That was fantastic. We're going to close up with a a great worship song, and we'll see you all next Sunday. Thanks a lot. Y'all can stand up with me and sing along with me. Here we go. Higher than the mountains that I face, stronger than the power of grace. Constant in the trial and the change There's one thing that remains Just one thing that remains Here it is now Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me Your love never fails, never gives up never runs out on me your love never fails and never gives up it never runs out on me your love that's right you see it goes on and on and on it goes because this overwhelms and satisfies my soul and I'll Afraid is one thing remains. Here we go now. Your love never fails, never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love it never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up, it never runs out on me. Nothing can separate my heart from your great love. Here we go now. Your love never fails, never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love, it never fails, never gives up, and never runs out on me. It goes on and on and on and on. It goes. You feel it? I feel it now. And it overwhelms and satisfies my soul oh and i will never ever ever need to be afraid because the one thing the one thing it remains just like this your love never fails never gives up and never runs out on me your love it never fails never gives up never runs out on me your love never fails never gives up and never runs out on me your love have a great sunday everybody we'll see you back next week be safe have a great sunday